I must be cruel only to be kind. Thus bad begins and worse remains behind. William Shakespeare. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. Our trick of the trade today is stopping to pet the dog. Yay! It's not quite smelling the roses, but it can be used in a very similar fashion. We are talking about some of my favorite characters in storytelling, and those are the jerks. The allies that we aren't quite sure about, the ones that we go, something's wrong, and we know that because he's being nice. And yes, we will work with him because he is useful, but he is a jerk, but he kind of has this heart of gold. Your pet the dog moments are a way to humanize those jerk, those hard, those emotionless characters that look that way only from the outside. A lot of my favorite characters are the ones who can kick butt and take names. I'm thinking about the J.J. version of Star Trek, the most recent remake of that. We see Spock as this emotionless robot character, and other characters see him that way. But we have this moment where he's being bullied in school, this memory where he's showing emotion. And that connects us to the character, this soft underbelly, this heart of gold underneath this gruff exterior. Think about some of your favorite characters that fit this gruff description. If you've ever seen NCIS, Gibbs is one of those mean characters with a heart of gold. A perfect example that is quite literal in this is John Wick. Also, if you've seen the TV series The Boys, William Butcher has this heart of gold. And Lee's own character, Black, fits into this category. And of course, The Mandalorian is this kick-butt-take-names-species-type character, and he's assigned to basically bring this child back so that they can kill it, and he keeps it instead. Spoilers! Well, it's it's been out for a while. If you care, you've seen it by now. <laughs> and of course, any character played by Liam Neeson. Of course. So think about these characters. They all have that moment that shows their soft side. That little piece that shows, okay, he is sweet on the inside because they stopped to pet a dog, because they have a tattoo on their arm that says mom. These little things that give us a clue into who they actually are inside. Now, if you're familiar with film as a storytelling concept, this is also a save the cat moment. Pet the dog, same thing stopping to be kind to something, even though they're often mean to other things. So when I read this term, save the cat, the first thing I imagined was Mr. Incredible from The Incredibles in the first movie when he's on his way to a bank robbery. And this old lady is like, please help, my cat's stuck in a tree. And he takes it out for her. So it's like that save the cat moment. That was probably an inside joke among the script writers in there. It's a literal save the cat. In essence, this pet the dog moment is some sort of quiet moment amongst all of this energy that's going on elsewhere, where this mean character shows an internal soft kindness. 
It adds depth. And that's the essential basis. Giving your character depth, especially if they are a main character, you don't want them to have just one stereotypical aspect to them. If you ever watch the TV series Lost, the character Sawyer is a jerk to everyone. And then he starts showing a little bit more of his softer side to certain characters. He starts reading Watership down. He's showing these softer elements where, yes, he's still going to quit back at you, but he's being kind to certain characters. On defense of other characters is another great way to use this tool. So it doesn't have to be a literal dog, like in Black's case or like in John Wick's case. There are other things that can be that dog. Often you'll see it with a kid. In the case of Gibbs and NCIS, he's hard and mean on the outside, but if there is a kid that is threatened, he will move heaven and earth to protect that kid. He gets all mushy. Yes. It can also be an old lady that they stop to help because her groceries just got scattered all over the sidewalk. It doesn't even have to be something that can appreciate his kindness. If you ever watch the movie The Professional, the main character in some ways, this hyper international assassin character, has a houseplant that he spends a lot of his life taking care of. And sometimes your figurative dog can just be the main character, as is the case in The Lord of the Rings, where you have Frodo is technically the main character, but you have Aragorn who adopts the hobbits like you would adopt a pet. In the case of Butcher with the TV show The Boys, he adopts the main character who's this nerdy, squirrely, ah, somebody's dying, ah, I have to shoot a gun, in this kick-butt type story because he reminds him of his dead brother. Another reason why these moments are effective is because it slows things down. You get to step back for a minute from the consistent murdering that's happening that John Wick is going on this revenge moment to have him stop in a veterinarian office and pet some dogs while he's trying to take care of his wounds. This helps double down on the audience's alignment with this character. And what is generally a character that we shouldn't like, if you feel like your audience hates this character or if your beta reader comes back and says, hey, I don't like this character, and you want them to be rooting for him, have him pet a dog. Show that vulnerability, that kindness to something that can't do anything for him. Oh, okay, he's a good guy. We like him. We're moving on. If you do it in a very specific way, this can be very telling for your villains. Having your mass murderer stop to help an old lady across the street on their way home from a murder scene is very telling, and it can make the reader go, ooh, this guy's a psychopath. It makes him very creepy because he just washed blood off of his hands, and now he's helping a little kid and throwing the baseball back. It is that moment where they stop to help 
that shows that they have absolutely no remorse for what they just did. This is a very useful tool for both your main characters who you want people to like and your villains who you want people to see as really creepy. And of course, as the storyteller, it's your job to give these opportunities to your characters. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, having these opportunities help define the character. And even if your character doesn't take the opportunity, the ball gets thrown over the fence into the villain's yard. And instead of throwing it back, the villain destroys it. This opportunity to show kindness given to different characters will get different responses and will tell about a deeper level than what the character is attempting to portray. These pet the dog moments are also very, very common in the romance genre, and they happen really early in the story, especially if you have in, say, a Hallmark movie, the kind of standoffish the main character and this guy butt heads. So you don't really want to like him, but then you see this pet the dog moment with that love interest or potential love interest. Then suddenly the viewer or reader likes them and starts to connect with them, even if your main character doesn't get there quite yet. But it's giving your readers a reason to root for that person in this love interest. Especially if this love interest is the bad boy and not the guy next door love interest. Giving him a heart of gold underneath the bad boy exterior, being protective over his sister, whatever the case may be, this helps us like him and make it a difficult choice for a love triangle. But here's our warning. Pet the dog moments are not for every character. Sometimes you just need to have a jerk That's going to be your tertiary characters. Sometimes you need these throwaway characters. We don't need to see that softer side of them. They serve one purpose and one purpose alone, and that is to be rude. Yeah. If he's cutting the character off in traffic, we don't need to follow him to the coffee shop where he then saves a cat. There's no purpose in your main character's story. So make sure you keep your focus on the story, but if it's a character you want your readers to align with, give them an opportunity to pet a dog. And have fun with it. Find something creative that is your version of petting the dog. Because what you should always do is write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.